This is mutual. This is an Adventureland Media Production. The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Nineteen forty-three. The world has gone to war on two fronts. The fates of nations have been thrown into the winds of history. In Southern California, a team of ex-flying Tiger pilots have come together as a request from the President of the United States. Their job? To use their special military skills to protect the American people from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Together, they are the terrors of the skies. This is the story of The Lost Tigers. Adventureland Media presents The Lost Tigers in the Shadow of Evil. Tonight's episode, The President's Liaison. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. My friends, I have recently returned from extensive journey. We begin our adventure tonight, dear listeners, by drawing you far across the heartland of America to the great state of Mississippi, the military post of Camp Shelby, home to a host of U.S. Army training divisions, bakes beneath the warm prairie sun. on our enemies as quickly as possible and from many different points of the compass. In one of the many hundreds of newly erected wooden barracks buildings, the camp commander and a visiting general listen to the radio and smoke cigars in the comfortable officer's room. President Roosevelt was giving one of his fireside chats that so reassured the people during such trying times. Well, the president certainly has a lot to say tonight. Well, he should. We booted the Japanese off Guadalcanal, sank a chunk of their fleet in the Bismarck Sea, and we captured Tripoli. One of Hitler's own men tried to assassinate him. I'm sure we'll be going into Europe soon. Oh, I know. He's sending a lot of men overseas. Just called me about a new program. Oh, hush, hush, of course. He wants to do something about getting the American people some protection here at home. Just in case one of our enemies actually is able to set foot on some home soil here. That's what the National Guard and Coast Guard are for. Plus, there are still a million servicemen scattered around the country. The Axis hasn't been able to get a toehold here yet. Not for want of trying. Well, he called me just before the broadcast tonight. From the Oval Office, I've never received a call from the President before. It was rather unnerving. What was the message? He wants to start up teams of experts, quietly, of course, to begin patrolling and handling smaller issues of national defense in key cities around the nation. Think that would work? The President of the United States does. He signed the paperwork this morning that would put the whole plan in effect. It will begin in stages, of course, as soon as we can round up a few men to act as go-betweens. 
Like a handler? Yes, Charles. Someone who has military experience can motivate his team into action and guide them when they need it. The man must have good communication skills to handle working as a liaison with his team, the local police, state government, and the public. General, I think I have just the person right here on the base. Are you sure? I'm taking a huge risk if this man isn't up to the task. Roosevelt is depending on me to get the whole venture jump-started. Yes, sir. This man is a recent graduate of the University of California Hastings College of the Law. Keeps a cool logical head at all times and has a Yankee white clearance. He is trained in the use of infantry, artillery, and engineering skills. He could lead any of the three combat teams readying to ship out, sir. This could work. I'm glad you caught me. We were just about to send him out into the Pacific as a translator for the Military Intelligence Service. What kind of combat experience does he have? None yet, but he's well trained. His unit was formed with men from all over. And he's an officer? Yes, he rose up the ladder fast, General. Led his men in the 100th up through training so well that the Chiefs of Staff changed the rules concerning Armed Forces service. There's only one catch. Spill it. He's not one of the white officers. He is Japanese. Interesting. Well, if he's that good, I don't care. Uh, the president didn't specify. Executive Order 9066 states that, and I quote, the appropriate military commander may determine which persons may be excluded or included in the service at his discretion. He was the one who ordered the formation of the mostly Nisei combat teams anyway, saying that Americanism is not, and never was, a matter of race or ancestry. Nisei? What the hell is that? Second generation Japanese Americans. Most are from Hawaii, but my man came from the mainland on his own accord. What makes that special? Most mainland Nisei greeted the call to arms with less enthusiasm due to the fact that most of their families were moved into internment camps earlier this year by General DeWitt. That is an unfortunate problem. I feel he may have some trouble with prejudice out there in the West. Um, there are a lot of angry Americans after Pearl Harbor. I'm sure he'd be willing to take the chance, sir. Why? He is still American, through and through, sir. I'd bet my life on him. Hmm. Are you sure, Colonel? Yes, sir. If anyone can get this project off the ground, it would be him, sir. All right. Let's get him up to speed and then, for God's sake, get him on the next train to California. We need to get this project started yesterday. Yes, sir. A week later, halfway across the continent, we travel to busy wartime Southern California in the heart of old Los Angeles. As a tall, thin Japanese-American, wearing a dark suit and fedora, enters a restaurant on Alvera Street, looking for someone. There, sitting at the bar in a leather jacket and a Brooklyn Dodgers ball cap, he spots his objective, a handsome, bearded local in his 30s, nursing a cool beard. Excuse me. Mind if I join you? Please do. What can I do for you, Mr... I'm here on behalf of the United States government, looking for people to recruit to defend Southern California against enemies who may be planning ill deeds here in this great city. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't need to work for the feds. You know, I got a booming wine business to run. 
Am I to understand that you don't care about the war or your country? I only ask because... Because of what? I already fought in this war while in service to my country. Where do you come from? I am from the American Army, and I'm here trying to prove that I'm as American as you. You know, you're really starting to irritate me right now. You might want to start telling me who you are, buddy. You may call me Mr. AWOL. <laughs> That's rich. Is that because you're not with your unit? Perhaps. Look, you used to be a member of the American Volunteer Group, the Flying Tigers, right? Perhaps. I know your whole history, Mr. Garcia. Your old CO, Colonel Sabater, said you came with the highest recommendation. He said you were a credit to your Mexican heritage and a model American hero. I am a multi-generation American, through and through. No doubt. I, I don't mean to offend. I'm here to ask for your help on behalf of Uncle Sam and our boys overseas fighting on two fronts. Really? Our boys are fighting on two fronts? Hmm. I didn't know that. What is it that you want, Mr. AWOL? We're interested in forming a crack team of agents to work on behalf of Los Angeles. We hope to do this all over the country, assuming the concept works here. Your civilian home needs protection of the kind that can't be provided by the local National Guard, Army, Navy, and police in sufficient force. If the enemy attacked the West Coast, they would penetrate all the way to the Colorado River before we could muster our forces to stop them. Your team could provide the kind of preventive assistance that could stop a disaster before it can happen. It would be the secret kind. Nobody would know about it. I don't even want to know about it. Think about it. Your skills are special, honed in combat in ways our young men are just beginning to experience overseas. You know, I'm retired now. My skills are in viticulture and business. I deliver wine to the missions from Sonoma all the way down to San Diego. It's a deep obligation to my family, my faith, and my country. I am no longer in the military, Mr. Awal. The reputation of the El Zocalo vineyards is well known, but grapes won't stop bombs or sabotage if the Axis powers decide to strike. We want to form a team, an A-team, if you will, and send out missions to protect the citizens of this great region. The team will have full autonomy from the United States Armed Forces, the OSS, the FBI, and Los Angeles Police Department. Even Governor Warren has agreed to stay out of your business. Who will be our handler? That would be me. I'll pass down mission requirements directly from the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Sounds like employment to me, pal. Oh, you'll get paid all right, but you won't be working for us, just with us, at your approval for each mission. However, I doubt you would turn any down once you hear the details. Who else will be included in this ragtag outfit? You can choose your own team, but its success rides on the skill of the participants. We hope to get an old friend and partner of yours, a fellow flying tiger pilot you flew with in China. I believe he even lives here in Southern California. <laughs> Will? <laughs> You'll never get him to work for the government again. We might. Oh, I doubt it. But if you could manage it, I'd join your little team. Hey, look what we have here, everyone. Looks like someone wandered into the wrong establishment. Listen, amigo. I came in here just to relax and have a beer with my friend. Flew in just to enjoy your great city. We don't want any trouble. You'll be flying across the room if you don't get out of here. We don't want your kind around here. Mira, amigos, just relax and have a drink on me. This gentleman is welcome to sit with me if he wants. He is my guest. Then we'll have to throw you out too. We're at war because of his kind. They bombed our ships in Pearl Harbor. I had cousins 
Lots of them in the fleet. Now you are going too far, friend. No, you listen, friend. Maybe that Buddha head can get back to wherever camp he came from and leave the work to us Angelinos. My family may be of Japanese origin, but we've been loyal Americans for many years. I am as American as you, senor. I am a third-generation Californian from San Francisco. Did you hear these canales? This man is an American. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ewell, this is time to go. I guess mi casa is not su casa. Wait, wait, wait. What was that I heard? Ewell? Hey, everyone. This man is Ewell. <laughs> From where? Manzanar? From the army. What about you? How come you haven't joined the fight yet? Coward? AWOL and Gunny suddenly found themselves embroiled in a fight with a half dozen angry patrons. Gunny was surprised that, as well dressed as AWOL was, he fought well alongside him, throwing left hooks and uppercuts like a pro. In moments, the pair burst from the restaurant, ran the length of the Overa marketplace with a gang of thugs behind them, knocking over stacks of sombreros and blankets in the process. Upon reaching Alameda Street, they spied the approach of a westbound freight train and managed to dart past the locomotive, using the bulk of the long-passing train to cut themselves off from the pursuing locals. They stood, breathing hard before the doors of Union Station, safe at last. So I'm guessing your unit is the Army? 442nd? I heard about you guys. You're good in a fight, pal. Guess I can count on you, Mr. Um, you, Mr. Um, what's your name? Uh, AWOL. Come out with it, come on. What's your real name? I can never tell you that, Mr. Garcia. I must always remain anonymous in order to be your handler. That way, I'm neutral in the dealings between you and the government. I'm really not sure your plan is going to happen. Like I said, you'll never get the Major to join up. Why not? Well, he's... he's complicated. This request comes directly from the President of these United States. Not officially, you understand, but as a personal favor. That's what worries me. You heeded the President's call before when he suggested the formation of the first American volunteer group in Southeast Asia. The request was unofficial then, too. Perhaps you can make lightning strike twice? Oh, we shall see, amigo. We shall see. My car is in the station parking lot. Shall we go? Shortly after, across town, at the Seal Beach Pier, a middle-aged man in shorts and a colorful Hawaiian shirt sits in the warm sand, 
beneath the pier. He is surrounded by a small crowd of onlookers, strumming a tiny ukulele. A buxom young blonde in a daring two-piece bathing suit sits attentively at his feet, smiling out from the group of tourists with rapt eyes. It's so nice to sit here on such a warm day and listen to your little guitar thingy. It's called a ukulele. That's Hawaiian for jumping flea. Well, I like it. It's beautiful down here. Nothing but the wind, waves, and the occasional P.E. car clanging by on Electric Avenue. That and those noisy airplanes from Doherty Field. Why do they have to fly by every 15 minutes? Sorry, toots. We're at war. The airfield's going to be busy for a long while. Got to get those planes out of the factory and ferry to the boys so they can give the enemy what's coming to them. What about you? Are you going to be busy for a while? Or can I come spend some time with you in that swell tiki bar of yours? Oh, you've heard of my little South Seas hula hut, huh? You know, I know Don the Beachcomber has one downtown, but... I actually got the idea while living in the islands. I was living up there in the Hawaiian Territory until a few months ago. You really want to see it? Well, I have to get your attention somehow. You've been oogling the other girls for over an hour. Your eyes are going in and out with the tide. Well, I do believe I've just been complimented by a 25-year-old. Honey, you're a nice looker. You're more than welcome to accompany me back to the island princess if you want to. I'll buy you a drink. That's what we call the spirit of aloha. What does... Aloha mean? Well, normally it means hello, goodbye, and expresses love. But in this case, it also means there's a cozy place to loiter upstairs. If you want to stick around for a nightcap. <laughs> oh, mister. No wonder your name is Sin. Well, it's spelled S-Y-N, but for today, you can call me Major Sin. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What time? Well, there's no time like the present. Let's go. With that... The pair of beachgoers rose, kicked the sand off their feet, and walked the block and a half to the old brick two-story tiki establishment, overlooking the busy street. The richly decorated restaurant and bar was decked out with tiki masks, tropical plants, glass floats, and flickering torches. The well-stocked bar stood out in the darkness, watched over by a robust Polynesian in a dark Hawaiian shirt. He flashed a bright smile when the two entered the room. Hey, bruh. Couple of visitors here looking for you in the dining room. Thanks, Harry. How's he? Going great, boss. Who's he? He's so big. He's my number one man and chief bartender. Brought him over from the Moana in Waikiki. That's Harry who? Harry who? Who? His name's who? Oh, I'm confused. I'm blonde, I'm afraid. Relax, doll. Happens all the time. The pair walked to the end of the bar, past a small splashing waterfall, to see a booth with two men waiting, enjoying brightly colored tropical drinks. William was instantly suspicious. Hey, William, come on over and have a Mai Tai. I'm buying. Who's that? He looks like he has bucks. That's my oldest friend, Gunny Garcia. Gunny? Is that Hawaiian too? Nope. That's grunt for gunnery, Sergeant. You're looking at a decorated veteran of the South Seas. 
The Japanese is a Marine Corps pilot in 41, Flying Tigers, and is an operations chief for a company of Marines on various islands north of Australia. So he's not wealthy. Oh, he's wealthy, all right. He has his own family business, makes more than five grand a year. Ooh, that's a lot. Hey, buddy, come on, have a seat. Got someone here to introduce to you. Got any? What, what are you doing? He's not a Fed. Well, he is a Fed, but he's Army, and I feel we could trust him. Gunny. Come on, buddy. Sit down and have a listen. I'll even buy your little dame a drink. Hey, are you calling me a dame? Mr. AWOL here has a proposition for us. Sound like bad news already. Come on, William. Just listen. Give him five minutes. Excuse us if you would, young lady. We have important things to discuss. Ooh, sounds exciting. Kind of like the shadow on the radio. Sorry, sweetie. Do you mind leaving us for a minute? Harry can get you whatever you want from the bar. It's on the house. There's little blue ones with tiny paper umbrellas in them. I want one of those. Don't go anywhere, sugar. We still have a date. Just pick her up at the hot dog stand, did you? By the way, the garrison cap gives you away as ex-military, even if it doesn't have any insignia. Look, Mac, my private life is none of your business, but... Who comes into my bar is, so you'd be so kind as to get the hell out of here before I You know, Will, you. That, that kind of thing has been happening a lot today. What are you doing running this dive? Looks like the dregs of the Inland Empire in here. I see fedoras, cowboy hats, beach bums, Indians, tourists. Didn't the Joy Zone amusement park close in 29? Harry, get in here. Hold on, Will. Come on now, brother. What is wrong with you? Bringing feds in here, you know how I feel. Everything okay, boss? It will be. Get the bat from behind the bar. The new one Gunny brought back from New York. Yes, boss. Be right back. Government snoops are not allowed in my place. It's kapu. That's Hawaiian for taboo. I know what taboo means. Major, please allow me to explain. I'm not a snoop. Just listen for five minutes, okay? This had better be good. Other customers are watching. I don't want them to see what I'm going to do to him if he doesn't have a fantastic story. William listened as the Japanese-American stranger laid out the plans for the secret team, just as he had for Gunny earlier that day. However, the Major became more and more uncomfortable as the agent went on. Finally, he could take no more. What in God's great earth makes you think I would do anything for you people again? I've already done my bit for king and country. Almost lost my life six times. I'm aware of your record, Mr. Sin. Two Chinese medals, five enemy aircraft shot down, and your service to the OSS is incredible. Don't you see? That's what makes you invaluable, both of you. Never. I got the shaft when I left the Flying Tigers. Cheated out of previous agreements, forced to train my own replacements in the 23rd Fighter Group, then using covert missions in Australia, Burma, Tonga, the Philippines... And then that whole debacle in Bali. Oh, yeah, I remember the Bali story, all right. You got involved with the Raj's daughter, if, if it, I remember right. It was right. an espionage mission to discover the plans of the Japanese <laughs> in the Indonesian region. Yeah, but Noor Raj said he'll kill you if he could ever catch you. That was over a year ago. <laughs> I'm sure he has bigger fish to fry down there now. Forgive me for interrupting. Of course we will forgive all your past... Uh, activities if you come back and work with us on this. <laughs> I don't think so, pal. You know, some of my activities were not related to military service, so there's nothing to forgive. Now, I humbly ask for you to leave my fine drinking establishment before who comes back and kicks your Okoli. 
Major, we really need to... Harry, hurry up with that bat, would you? Okay, okay, but please call me at the Ambassador Hotel downtown if you change your mind. Here's, here's my card. Who? Where are you? Okay, okay. Well, that could have gone better. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gunny. I love you like a brother. We've been together most of our lives, but please don't ever do that to me again. Oh, if I know you will, you'll come around. You old water buffalo. No, I won't. And I'm only in my 40s. You know, i got a lot of vinegar left in my veins yet. Now, where'd that little blonde get off to? Music by Claude Thornhill, his piano and his orchestra. Later that night, in William's small apartment above the Tiki Bar, two bodies share an intimate moment in the cool morning darkness. So, Major Sin, you certainly are a bundle of energy tonight. But I'm wondering, what else does a girl got to do to be able to crawl under the covers with you? I'm freezing. It's March, and it's 70 degrees in here. Besides, it looks like you're sweating to me all the way down those shapely gams. Haven't I earned your trust yet? Besides, it's the middle of winter where I'm from. Uh, where are you from, miss? Y you know, I don't even know your name. Okay, enough of this. My name is Dutch. You wouldn't be able to pronounce it even if I told you, surfer boy. What? I'm no surfer. I'm an outrigger paddler. By the way, did you suddenly gain IQ points since I picked you up this afternoon, Dutch? You dolt! My name isn't Dutch. It's a Dutch name. I've been doing a little bit of acting today. I actually have a very high IQ. Enough to get past that big Polynesian watchdog of yours and into your bed. Wait a minute. What, what's that hidden behind your back, by the way? Well, this is foobar. Well, I thought you'd be slower. Okay. What are you doing, doll? You're an idiot. It took some doing, but the Raj of Bali paid me well to find you. The information you stole helped the Allies to destroy the Japanese fleet in the Battle of Badong Strait. But his daughter was on the cruiser Pete Hine when it went down. The same daughter you had a fling with. Wait, <laughs> you're an assassin? My employer sends his regards. Damn it, knock it off. That battle was over a year ago. I'm sure he's still not sore at me. Sore enough to pay me $600 for your head? I'll work for anyone who can afford my services. You're really going to make me get out of bed? Whoa, it's cold out here. By the looks of things, it is very cold. You should have let me warm you up. Now where was I? Oh yeah, I was about to bump you off with this dagger. Wait, you keep a forty-five under your pillow? No wonder you wouldn't let me under the covers. Yeah, just in case a paid assassin tries to stick a knife in my ribs. You know, this isn't my first barbecue, love. Just what exactly were your services anyway? Looks like I got the love for free, huh? Ugh! Fine. That's the way you want to play it? Two can play at that game. I was trying to keep it quiet. <laughs> you weren't quiet an hour ago. Wait. You have a gun now? What, what is that? A, a German Walther? Where were you hiding that thing? Come back! 
<laughs> Dutchie, where are you going? Forgot your clothes. I'll be back, but next time I won't be so nice. You know what? I can protect myself no matter what you do. Boy, I must be getting old. That one almost got me. Ambassador Hotel, 3400 Wilshire Boulevard, please. Yes, I'll hold. Yes, it, I'm trying to reach a Mr. Awal's room. Thank you. Yes, it's Awal, Mr. Awal, A-W-O, I know it sounds like a joke, but that's his name. Hey, Mr. Awal, I think it's time we sat down for a zombie, some poopoos, and a chat. No, no poopoos is Hawaiian for d'oeuvres. You know, I'll consider your offer for forming a team if Gunny and I get to choose the team we'll be working with. What changed my mind? Naked ambition. Look, if I'm going to help protect my country, my country is going to have to help protect me. Yeah, I'm going to need an army behind me. Tomorrow morning would be great. Meet me here. We'll have a Hawaiian-style breakfast and a little chat. All right, see you then. Hello? Seal Beach Police Department? Yeah, I'm calling a, as a concerned citizen to report a naked blonde woman running down Main Street between Central and Electric. Yeah, she's heading toward the pier. Of course I'm serious. You know, send all the guys you've got. She's armed with a gun and sharp tongue. And crazy as a loon. <laughs> Thank you, officer. Who will be brave enough to join Mr. Awal in this race to protect California? Who will heed President Roosevelt's covert call? Stay tuned next time as we watch the continued formation of our team of intrepid adventurers. Remember, now is the time to join the fight. Whenever the enemy threatens our freedom, wherever liberty lies in the shadows, however difficult the mission, the Lost Tigers will be there. The Lost Tigers, The Shadow of Evil is a non-profit production and a fan fiction. A celebration of all the writings, films, and audio of great adventurers throughout time. All music and sound effects belong to their originators. No copyright infringing claims are intended. This Lost Tigers radio drama featured the voice talents of Steven Tyler as the narrator, Brian Kinoshita as Mr. Awal, Rene Garcia as Gunny Garcia, Alan Douglas as Major Will, Tony Quinn as the General, Scotty Morrison as Colonel Spence, Oscar Garcia as Harry Who and the Bar Patron, Michelle Ferry as the Buxom Blonde. This Adventureland Media production was created by Alan Douglas and Renee Garcia. Written by Alan Douglas. Directed by Renee Garcia. Vocal effects, mixing, and music by Alan Douglas. Final show mixing by Ryan Osterman. Opening music by royaltyfreemusic.com. Promotional direction by Jennifer Grafton. 
Special thanks to associate producers Ian Branson and Brian Kinoshita. If you are enjoying this old-time serial drama, come to our official website and see what all the excitement is about. There you'll find all of our podcast information, character blogs, bloopers, etc. We are also on Facebook and Twitter. Tell your friends. This old-time radio drama was made for fans by fans. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.